Daniel and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. Coming up 20 minutes from now, Lightning Bets, our favorite place for today. But we wanted to dive into the BetQL model projections, win total projections for the college football season. And where we agree with the discrepancies BetQL has with the sportsbook consensus and, and where we disagree. We did it yesterday with the NFL. We picked out a few. We were like, yeah, we're on board. We, we, we are on board with the model and, and what BetQL is, is seeing here. And some, we were totally on the other side. Like, no, I, I don't agree with this. So we can go through it for college football and pick out a mm-hmm. few that stand out. And it's interesting because we've had a lot of college football guests on. We just had Ken Barkley on joining us. We've had a lot of opinion on this show our guy, Phil Steele, I mean, Kenny White. We've had a lot of people the last couple of weeks talk college football with us. And we had Alex Kolodege on a couple of days ago from the Action Network, and he hates Arizona State. He thinks they're going to absolutely stink. And that one stood out to me because – so the consensus sportsbook win total for Arizona State, five and a half. The BeckQL simulation has seven and a half wins. They're two over the consensus. And our guest a couple of days ago says – no, they're going to be bad. So that is a discrepancy. I tend to think Arizona State's going to stink and not be a good team. So I'll go against the model on this one. But that's interesting. I mean, that's a big discrepancy versus, you know, a guess versus a model, Joe. That that stood out to me. Their non-con is pretty soft. But then it's back-to-back weeks. Utah, USC, two best teams in the conference. Have fun. The USC won on the road. So, it's going to be fascinating to see how uh, Herman Company can bounce back. I, I would lean that direction. I I would not bet over I did, six wins on this. No, I don't really yeah. see it either. And, gonna, and how do we know they, they are, they'll necessarily even beat Oklahoma State? <laughs> NAU and Eastern Michigan, I would hope they win those. But, I mean, yeah, it's bad. You know how many returning starters they have? Three on offense, right. four on defense. Second, it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. It's it's not much. Herm Edwards era, it's coming to an end. I'll bet against that. Here's what I agree with on the overside. And it's juiced at most sports books that have it listed at nine. But if you don't want to lay the juice, you can find a nine and a half out there. Cincinnati. First off, maybe the surprise is that Luke Fickle's still there. Because he's getting every next job. He's a young, hot name every single year, and you, and you thought he'd be gone by now. But he's sticking it out after, of course, Esmond Ritter gone. They're uh, running back Ford gone as well. So that's why the sports betting market a little bit down on them compared to previous seasons. But the BetQL simulation still has them at 11.5 victories. Are we willing to go – over nine. I would. I'm certainly not going under. I don't see four losses on this schedule. I don't see it. And, and if we're looking at just strictly the road games, they start at Arkansas. The Miami-Ohio game's over at Paul Brown, so that, that'll be cool for them. Uh, Tulsa, SMU, UCF, Temple. Wait, I, I don't see where the four losses are overall. And if we're looking at the meat of the schedule, okay, they've got a home game. Against Indiana, I mean, Cincinnati can win that game. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. So I, I would only play over. At worst, you're likely getting a push. You're trusting the coach there and the program. They did lose yeah. a lot, right? They lost a, a, a guy that could start in the NFL quarterback this year. Desmond Ritter might take that job at some point. They lost a top four pick mm-hmm. with the uh, with Sauce Gardner. So they lost a lot. But 
I, I agree on that. Aaron, did any stand out to you, the differences with the model versus the books? Uh, the Oregon State. I was like, I don't know why they're so high on these Pac-12 teams. But yeah, that one. Um, uh, where did it go? Oregon State, they have five. and The books have five and a half. BetQL, seven and a half. I would say definitely under seven and a half. And they also have USC and Utah back to back. Pretty tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I think is interesting, and it, it's a conversation we just had with Ken a few minutes ago. There's a one win discrepancy. They like Florida more than the books. Florida is at seven and a half and eight and a half is the model. I think Florida could pop. Just doesn't it feel like in the SEC East, someone is going to pop? Like someone, and Ken mentioned he thinks Georgia might not be as good. He, he doesn't think they're a lock to make the playoffs. So SEC East, someone has to be the second best team behind Georgia and maybe compete with them to get to the SEC title game. So the, the options are Tennessee, based on what we kind of have heard this, this offseason, right? Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky. Ken hates Kentucky. Tennessee's interesting. But Florida... I figured, what was our guest a few weeks ago that mentioned Anthony Richardson? He thinks he's the best quarterback, could be the best quarterback in college football. Was it Emory Hunt? Felder. Michael Felder's talked Michael, about Michael him Michael Felder. Bunch. Felder, yes. You know. I mean, if we've seen this before. Quarterback pops, team goes. I mean, that wouldn't shock me if Florida's a good team and they get to eight wins. Let me just ask you a general question. And I, I think this relates – a lot of the, the top betters, a lot of the pros – they use models too. They have their own systems that they use. What did you say that this season could be tougher on the numbers? Like, how do you quantify the new coaches? We get that every year, but all of these transfers and what it's going to look like. I, I think this year could be t- could be tougher on the computer systems, or maybe it's going to be tougher on the humans. I think that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, which, which side is more accurate, the, the betters where they are with their strong opinions or some of the cute computers that are just following the numbers? So with all these changing parts, I, w- I would think it'd be tough because it depends what you do with your model, but a lot of it is what we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the question is, what is more important in college football, talent or continuity, right? Because every guest we bring mm-hmm. on, what do they talk about? Returning starters. Uh, how many? Uh, what's Phil Steele's thing? Uh, how many t- how, guys that are played, right? Guys that played a lot and then they get better. So, at, and then also these, factoring t- in all these teams with new head coaches too. Right. Yeah, but like that's why the USC thing. Everyone just assumes it's going to work like in ten seconds. I mean, Lincoln Riley's going to win there. I'm sure he's going to win at some point. He's a good coach. And he's great with quarterbacks. But is this going to happen in 10 seconds? I don't know. Exactly. Like, if they stumble out of the gate, will we be surprised? No. Mm-mm. No. I tend to the, think the continuity is more important. Like, now, a, a great quarterback's a great quarterback. But, like, if you have four new offensive linemen, and I know maybe they're better because they're transfers, like, it might take them a month to figure out how to play together. That's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably learn a lot after this year. But I think you could also make the case that it doesn't mean what it once did when you're adding a ton of talent and there's movement everywhere. How many teams are we saying 10 of 11 on offense or defense are returning? You don't see that anymore. Like, those days are long gone. Right. So I I wonder. 
This reminds me of the college basketball discussion from 15 years ago, right? When we started getting one and dones and it was like, well, what would you rather back? The team that has some continuity behind it with some seniors and juniors or I don't know, this team of freshmen that just started playing together last week. But isn't basketball easier? Like basketball, just throw them on the court. Like the, it's great players win in basketball. And we're talking about five guys on five guys on the court as opposed to eleven. You know, it's right. Yeah, it's a different animal. All right, BetQL model hates Utah. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. a direct shot. Outrageous. <laughs> it's six at and us. a half. It's at They're us. not. This is a six shot. Six and a half. Yes, this is what this is. Speak for yourself, BetQL. Dunkster, whoever, somebody speak. Because this is crazy. Six and a half? No way. And no and way. then all the love for Oregon State and Arizona State. It's I'm confused, but hey, what do I know? <laughs> Utah is the is the team we're gonna be following the most all year. All our guests love them. The model oh, hates wait. them. We, I mean, we got the Florida-Utah game week one, which our guests, I mean, I've never seen a, a, a college program come after one guest of this show like that. It was unbelievable, the reaction to Michael Felder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just Gator Nation. They're nuts. No, I know. Nuts. I know. Uh, what also popped to me is, it, it's just like a damn shame if this is true, if this happens. Because, college, no, I'm serious. I grew up like, – Florida State was great every year. And they're just a pathetic – they're so pathetic now. It's like they're not even in any college football conversation. It's just sad where the, where the state of the Seminoles program is now. You know what they you need? Might be the only Notre Dame fan to ever feel that way. Like I would well, be – I would have been thrown out of my house – if I ever made a statement like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as diehard a Notre Dame as uh, you probably think most people are. But I grew up, I loved like primetime, seriously. So every year when I was a kid, we would uh, go down to Panama City Beach, Florida before it became like the biggest spring break, like for a long time. And their campus is right there. So as a kid, every year, I'd be walking around the Florida State campus. And I mean, it was a party down there. And I, and I always wanted to go there. So you could see, and they were great. And, you know, Warwick Dunn, like D- Danny Cannell when he was good. <laughs> so I, I loved Florida State. They were they were really fun. And, and th- when that was Florida versus Florida State, when they were oh. both good and Miami, like that was so good for college football. And now they're it's good for football. And I'll, yeah. yeah, they all Charlie of, Ward. Right. Charlie Ward involved. Yeah. You know what they need? Peter Warwick. Uh, here's what they need now. They need to go get Dion to rescue the program. Get Dion out of Jackson State. Wouldn't that put them back on the map? One of their most is famous the alum. Game? Is that the I think long it should game? Be. What it's what is Dion pulling at Florida State with the transfer portal? Can you imagine some of the players he'd get in? You can't. That's, you the, can't that's worry, the move. You don't have to worry about him getting the program banned because, like, no, just paying players anyway. Like that's cool now. Yeah, like they're good. Yeah. Plus, he has the barstool connection. I mean, and they have the NIL stuff. There, mm-hmm. I, there, I was reading something about how people think like they're getting a lot of money. Those kids from barstool to go play for him at Jackson State. Yeah, if if Joe, you want to make Florida State cool again, get prime time coaching that team. I'm yeah, in. that might be that might be his long game. That's how he breaks in, sure. makes an impact, and then eventually he takes over. Uh, 
Uh, BetQL model also hates Jinx because down on Texas, seven wins. So Lockie wow. was saying, "There's hey, there's a chance. You know, their ceiling is playoff." He wasn't making that prediction, but you know, at a good number, everything falls right. NC State too. Down in NC State, they're saying what seven the wins. What, is, is, is this a market. personal thing? Is it the what, model against what this us? Is. This is what this is. I'm just telling you. Like, there's way too much evidence. You guys are making it obvious. Sometimes, the you know, model when, loves when you the Sun make... Devils, though. My school. <laughs> exactly. Right, so there's another shot. Because you agree that they're going to suck. What is going on? <laughs> Listen, you guys can't be so obvious with the model. Just attacking us. Like, you got to kind of, you know, sneak in a couple teams that we like on the unders. Not every team that we like. Do we think the Minnesota one, though? Like... Where where was our final consensus on that? Seven and a half, model likes nine and a half. A lot of people are high on that Minnesota team. Yeah, yeah no, I could see it. I could see them coming out of the that division. And then you may, if you want to do a conference feature on them, 25, 28 to one, they make the Big Ten title game. They'd be a massive underdog. But uh, I could see that possibility. I don't mind that one at all. Yeah, that I was wonder- one I liked. I wonder what the um, BetQL model recommendation is going to be next week for Utah, Florida, right? Because they're on opposite sides of those teams. That's that's a week one game. That's a big, high-profile week one game. But they love Florida. They hate Utah. I would think they're. I, if I had to guess the model for a week from now, I think they're going to say that the best play is, is Florida there plus the two and a half. And really quick, Liberty losing Malik Willis. I don't know about the model um, with the eight. I think they might take a step back. Six and a half is their win total. It's not often Liberty loses a potential future NFL starting quarterback and now they're going to be better (laughs) or good. Yeah. Have a hard time believing that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Oh, well, one of the popular under the radar teams that gets bet a lot because of their history last couple of seasons, Coastal Carolina mentioned. We didn't uh, bring that one up. On the over, uh, BetQL says 10. The sports books have it lined at eight. Two over for Coastal Carolina. You know, you start to find out about some of these teams. Can they sustain? Can they become like, you know how Boise did it for all those years? They kind of became a team that you just, they were going to win every year. But I guess we'll start to see if Coastal mm-hmm. Carolina can be one of those teams. But um, yeah, I, I, I can't guy, wait to track Doug this all Peterson year. and Boise. <laughs> Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck UL Daily. We got a lot to uh, hit on our lightning bets coming up next. Maybe some college football. We will have ourselves our home run props. Oh, who, who, I, I, we'll see where we go today with the home run props. Aaron Judge. Judge. <laughs> For is it one fifty today? Oh, uh, we'll check it out. Joe O. Joe Mine Jared Hawksworth. No, that that would never happen, right? Never happen. One fifties, one sixties. I feel like the lowest we've seen in the last couple of years. Minus on a home run is would be a robbery. I mean, someone should go to prison for that. Like you can't do that. Can't happen. I'm just happy the Yankees aren't facing the Mets anymore. The Mets stink. God, get Mets swept. Stink. Good job. The, yeah, they stink. The Phillies. You heard it. I enjoyed the Vogelbach. hot dogs draw. <laughs> Vogelbach is that, that... trash. Oh, Vogelbach's <laughs> awesome. We need more Vogelbachs. Yeah. Joe Ojo, Jared Hawkworth, Becky Daily on the Becky Network.